We have breaking news in the NBA draft world in August, but it is for the 2025 NBA draft, not 2024, which is crazy because it is still 2023. And we're talking about 2025, but Cooper Flagg, arguably the top prospect in all of high school basketball, has decided to reclassify into the class of 2024, which would make him eligible for the 2025 NBA draft. Here are my thoughts on Cooper Flag. Stay tuned. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA and enter the promo code LockedOn. You will not want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. Big shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Rafael Barlow, the director of scouting for NBA Big Board and the founder of NBA Draft Junkies. This is an emergency pod. I did not plan on releasing this podcast today. I have an episode that I have already recorded and was planning on putting out, but I guess I can put that on the back burner. And it is breaking news. In the NBA draft world, college basketball world, high school basketball world, Cooper Flag has reclassified into the class of 2024, which makes him eligible for the 2025 draft. I'll be honest, it's been one of the worst kept secrets in the basketball world over the last few months. I was made aware that this was going to happen a few months back. I never said anything about it. Part of me feels like it's his story to tell. I thought it was absolutely great that Cooper was able to break his own story as opposed to someone in the media breaking it. And I mean, I think a lot of people knew about it, but for whatever reasons, it didn't. I mean, there was speculation, but for whatever reasons, Cooper was able to to break his story, which props to him. Good for him for just being able to control the the narrative in a sense, even though I guess it's not really a narrative. But anyway, Cooper Flag is, when I say arguably the best high school prospect in America, I would say he's the most hyped for sure. And the hype is well-deserved. He is a phenomenal athlete. I've had a chance to watch him play live. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the footage that I shot with my own camera when I went to watch him a few months back when his team came to Dallas. Phenomenal athlete, but when I say arguably, because I think there's a couple other guys that, when it's all said and done, could end up being the number one player in this generation, but Cooper reclassified, so he's in a different class. The other two players are AJ DeBinsta. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. He is absolutely outrageous. I think he has the highest long-term upside. And then there was Cameron Boozer, who is the son of Carlos Boozer. And you, you want to hear something really ironic. Cooper Flagg and Cameron Boozer are considered one and two in their class, and they both have twin brothers. That's something that is totally ironic. But Cooper Flagg is a phenomenal athlete. Here, I give you my scouting report on Cooper Flagg. I have he is skilled and fluid, toolsy, which means he has a bunch of tools that he uses to dominate games. He's positionless, even though he's listed at about 6'8. I've seen 6'8, 195. I've seen as tall as 6'10". He is a, a, a four man that maybe he's a five, but he handles the ball, shows good passing instincts and feel, is a, a very good ball mover. He plays out of the high post, whether it's finding cutters, 
making the right play in transition. He is a guy that can play as a connective tissue on the offensive end. His motor is incredible. Like the way that he just impacts games on both ends of the floor with his energy and activity is one of the best that I've ever seen. Now, I think right now, even though he's a really, really gifted offensive player, right now, his defense is ahead of his offense, and I'll, I'll say this much. He is the best defensive player that I've seen on the high school level with my own eyes. He's the best defensive player that I've seen on the high school level. He blocks everything, everything, but not just around the rim. He's not like this seven-footer that's standing under the basket and that's altering everything around the basket. He's flying over the flying all over the floor. He, I mean, he's blocking three-pointers. He's blocking layups in transition. He's blocking jumpers. He's blocking everything. I mean, he is a phenomenal shot blocker. And I'll get to some of the shot blocking numbers in a second. But he has a nose for the basketball. Again, a phenomenal vertical athlete, terrific rebounder, crashes the offensive glass, has a great second jump. I mean, his second jump is faster than most of his opponent's first jump. He's a transition playmaker. He is a guy that can turn a rebound into a personal fast break. And when he gets to his launching pad, I mean, he is playing above the rim, taking off, dunking on guys. He can attack closeouts. Shooting, the shooting has improved. I wouldn't say he's a great shooter right now, but he is someone that if you close out on him, he's attacking the closeout on a straight line drive. And again, once he gets to that launching pad, he is making a play above the rim. He can score off action plays, whether it's cutting, whether it's in, on the high school level in isolation. He can dominate by just scoring garbage buckets, offensive rebounds, cutting, moving. He is a versatile defender. Like I said, best defensive player I've seen. On the high school level, I think he can guard one through five because he's athletic enough to where you could put him on a one. He is a dominating shot blocker. You can put him on a five. I mean, he is, again, I'll say it again, the best defensive player that I've seen on the high school level. He is a stat stuffer on the defensive end. If you like stocks, then you like Cooper Flag. Block shots at a high rate. Now, the areas of concern, now the shooting consistency, I think that, you know, maybe tighten up his handle a little bit as far as just creating off the dribble because right now on the high school level and on the prep level in, in summer, he's able to score off the dribble, but it's just because he's been so much more physically dominant than his opponents. Now, we'll add this much. He played 16U this summer. 16U is not the highest level of EYBL. 16U is you know, basically a bunch of guys that are sophomores in high school, which he's playing with his right class, but 17U, the competition is head and shoulders above 16U. Now, his team played 17 games prior to Peach Jam, and they were 9-8. and eight. He's on a team from Maine. Honestly, I think the only reason why this team is in the EYBL is because Cooper Flagg is such a, a box office star. His team was 9-8. and eight. You take him off the team, I don't know if there's another high-level Division I prospect on the team. So if they play U-17s, they wouldn't be able to compete because, you know, if you're familiar with grassroots basketball if you're playing 17s in the eybl nine times out of ten even if you are a back-end rotation player you're probably a division one prospect and a high school star so 
In my opinion, I think that is the main reason why he played 16U. I know his mom was an assistant coach playing with his twin brother. It allows him to play with his friends from Maine. He's from Maine, but he went to high school in Florida. Let me get to his stats in Maine as a freshman. As a freshman, he was the 21-22 Gatorade Maine Boys Basketball Player of the Year as a freshman. He averaged 21 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 steals, and 4 blocks. 8 stocks per game. 21 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 steals, and 4 blocks per game. Ends up transferring to Montverde, and he had a breakout summer last year. Now, Cooper really made a name for himself last summer when he was playing for the U-17 team. Now, he was 18 months younger than most of his competition. 18 months younger, and he was still named USA Basketball Male Athlete of the Year, and he is the youngest player to ever, ever earn that honor. He averaged 9 points, 10 rebounds, 2.4 steals, and 2.9 blocks for the U-17 last summer. Now, the USA team was dominant. They were blowing teams out. And if you put his numbers into, like, per 40, it was 20 points, 5.8 blocks, and 5 steals per game per 40, which those numbers are pretty much on par with some of the numbers that he put up this summer. All right, when we return, I'll just give you an example of how dominant Cooper Flagg was this summer playing 16U in the EYBL. I mean, these numbers, video game numbers. But first, let me talk to you about bird dogs. Now, bird dogs, they make you look good. Bird dog stretch khakis are designed to fit slimmer through the leg and the thigh, giving you this truly sculpted look. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts because regular shorts are made out of this, this stiff, restrictive cotton, but not bird dogs. Bird dogs fix that issue by inventing this cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches and it gives you a way slimmer fit without you having to sacrifice the movement. And also, bird dogs uses this anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long and you don't stink. So all you have to do is go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. And if you enter the promo code LockedOnNBA, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-B-A, you will get a free white tech hat. That is birddogs.com LockedOnNBA or the promo code LockedOnNBA for a free white tech hat. Remember, you will not want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Big shout out to each and every person that has made the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast your first listen of the day. Again, this is an emergency podcast about Cooper Flagg, who has decided to classify up into the class of 2024, which will make him eligible for the 2025 draft, which as of right now, it's still early. It's still August 2023. He has to be the odds-on favorite to be the number one pick in the 2025 draft. All right, I want to get into how dominant Flag was this summer in the EYBL. He averaged 25.4 points, 13 rebounds, 6.9 blocks, and 5.7 assists per game at the Peach Jam. The Peach Jam is the, it's like their NCAA tournament. It's where the top teams in the Nike EYBL, they qualify to go to the Peach Jam 
which is in Georgia, and then you win the Peach Jam, you're the, you're the king of the summer. He had a game where he had 38 points, 16 boards, 11 blocks, and six assists. 38, 16, 11, and six. And then in a matchup against Cameron Boozer, who some people think is the number one player over Cooper Flag, Cooper posted 21 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists, and two blocks in a blowout win. Now Cameron had 22 points, 12 rebounds, and two blocks. But Cooper, again, dominant performance. They had a EYBL session in Memphis, and he averaged 27 points, 15 boards, 8 assists, 5.8 blocks, and 1.8 steals. Here's the game-by-game -game breakdown. 27 points, 17 rebounds, 11 assists, 4 blocks, and 3 steals against Indy Heat. 45 points, 14 rebounds, 8 assists, 4 blocks, and 2 steals against Team United. 12 points, 17 rebounds, 8 assists, and 12 blocks against Team Durant. Then he had a 25-point game with 12 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 blocks, and 2 steals against P9 University. Monster numbers. Video game numbers. 12 blocks is crazy. So even if you're saying, hey, man, that was against 16 youth. All right, let's just cut the numbers in half. Let's just say... He puts up half of those numbers playing 17U. That still puts him at about 14 points, eight rebounds, four assists, three blocks, and a steal per game. Still pretty good numbers. Now his team, like I mentioned earlier, they finished nine and eight. They kind of backed their way into the Peach Jam, but overall in the 17 regular season games in the EYBL, he averaged 26.9 points, 11.9 rebounds, 4.7 assists, and 4.5 blocks in 17 games. Now, because he was born in December, he's still only 16 years old, but because of his December 2006, now, if you're like me, that makes you feel really old when you're talking about a prospect that was born in 2006. But because he was born in December 2006, he is eligible for the NBA draft, the 2025 NBA draft, barely. It's almost like Gigi Jackson this year, Jackson reclassified up into the high school graduation class of 2023, which allowed him to be in the, I guess it was 22, which allowed him to be in the 23 NBA draft. And Gigi had a December birthday. I think he was like 14 days from the deadline. And it's pretty similar to Cooper. Now the school that is expected to land Cooper is Duke. I think that's the only visit that he's been on so far. I would expect the Ignite to be in the mix. I mean, I would expect a lot of different schools to throw their name in the hat. One of the rumors that I heard, and again, I can't confirm it or deny it, but I heard that it wouldn't be surprising to see some of the top international teams, whether it's Barcelona or Real Madrid, make an attempt. I heard this last summer but i think reclassifying up probably e eliminates that but he had a good summer like i mentioned with the crazy stats he was the mvp of the nba pa top 100 camp and he is expected to be the top pick in the 2025 nba draft now i wanted to talk about a few guys that were highly touted that classified up and it makes me wonder, could Flag be one of the few guys that actually classifies up and it benefits him? Crazy coincidence, 
had a, two different conversations with two different people just randomly just talking basketball about players that classified up one was Dietrich Lawson from Memphis classified up and you can make a, case, a strong case and say it ha didn't work out in his favor. Gigi Jackson is a guy that I mentioned earlier. He was in a similar situation last summer around this time, classified up, goes to South Carolina, has, you know, a decent year statistically, struggled with inefficiency. You know, the big knock on him was his maturity, but he ends up falling to 45 in the draft. And I strongly believe that if he stayed in his normal draft class, he'd be the number one pick in the 2024 draft or at least top five. And so if you figure falling from the number one pick in 24, top five pick in 2024, and going 45 in 2023, you'd have to say that is about a $25 million, maybe 30, even more, million dollar mistake. So um, uh, Amani Bates is another guy that I, you know, based off of, you know, there was some off the court stuff there too, but there are a lot of people that I've talked to in, in the industry that believe that he made a big mistake by reclassifying up because he wasn't physically ready. And they said that he may not have been ready, matured as far as being mature. And then there's Jalen Duran who actually did the same thing, but it benefited him. He ended up being a first round pick. Now he was definitely physically ready. I mean, he is a man child and didn't really have any issues off the court and he it just benefited him and then there was Tyrese Proctor who I don't think that even though he reclassified I think he's was in his right grade and I mean there were kind of mixed results I think he's going to have a phenomenal year and I have him as a lottery pick in 2024 but those are just a few of the guys that I can name off the top of my head that reclassified up but to me, there's only one real success story of a guy that classified up, and that's Jalen Durant. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Cooper Flag, even though we are still really two years away because he is going to finish out his high school senior season, skipping his junior year, goes to a senior season, and then he'll have a season in college basketball, maybe with the Ignite, and then he'll be in the 2025 NBA draft. But again, we are way ahead of ourselves but the breaking news for today is cooper flag the 16 year old phenom from maine has decided to reclassify up into the 2024 class which makes him eligible for 2025 where he is the odds on favorite to be the number one pick well that wraps up this episode once again it's rafael barlow i hope everyone has a great weekend i have an episode coming up and it's about Kyle Filipowski, Mr. Mavs Draft, Richard Stamen, my co-host. You don't want to miss this episode. Richard is, he's going to do his best job to try to convince me that Kyle Filipowski should be a lottery pick. I'm not quite there yet, but Richard is going to, again, do his best job on selling me why I should be higher on Filipowski than what I am. So be sure to check that episode out. Like, share, subscribe. Once again, it's Raphael. I hope everyone has a great weekend and I am out.